Right, okay, here we go. Recording live. You know what it is? Welcome to the hoop call. Just let it drop. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back to the hoop call. The UK voice for all things NBA. You're listening to Matt here, the doc in the arena. I'm your host. And I got with you the team, the squad, the starters, my very capable co-hosts. Who we got with us today? I think we got the full roster. We got T-squared. Say what up. Howdy, all my people. Howdy, brothers. How are we all doing? <laughs> good lad, good lad. We got K-Dot in the building. The professor. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, Hoop Nation. How you doing? Hoop Nation, yes, I love that. That's going to stick. That's going to stick. And we got Ollie in the building. Mr. Boardman gets paid. How are we doing, guys? He's glad to be back. He rocks the new balances. He's the only one to yeah, do man. it. Got to, got to rep my boy choir. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a really fun boy. guy. He's a really fun yeah. guy, Ollie. That's what you need to know about him. Now, 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 now. Right, we've got a lot to discuss today. Um, as you know... The NBA never stops giving and it's been another mental week. Before I do that though, let me just remind you, like, if you guys want to get involved, if you guys want to talk to us, we want all the smoke. So come and chat to us on socials at The Hoop Call. You can literally email us, podcasts at thehoopcall.com. Literally call us 07-379-481-481. 2-8. And we've got you. We've got you. Right, let's move in. Let's move on to this week. Because as we all know, a lot's a lot's happened in, in the last day, not even the last week. We've got Kyrie Irving, who's gone MIA. Um but I don't know what's quite happened to that. He's literally gone MIA. His boss doesn't know where he is, no one knows where he is. We've got James Harden, who's issued a come and get me plea to to pretty much anyone he wants out of Houston and we've got everything else in between COVID is absolutely ravaging the league oh my goodness actually it's, it's it is actually a massive shame what it's doing to the league but it's the world we live in so we're going to talk about all of that we're going to talk about the Europeans in the league because they're absolutely dominating and I think it's I think it's worth inspecting further we got our trade block again, which is a, um, as usual, a James Harden special. And we look at Pandox, and we look at Pandora's box score. Got some interesting stats for us today, and I think it will play into my hands when it comes to talking about James Harden. So stay with us for that. Obviously, at the end, we've got the best league in the world, where we compare the NBA to the Premier League, and we've got Player of the Week and Team of the Week given to you by K Dot and Tobes. So a lot going on. Now let's jump into it. So let's let's start where we always start by recapping. Let's look at the West. So we've got the Western Conference, which I, I think actually I don't know if you boys agree, but I think the conferences are slowly starting to form a little shape. And by by shape I mean I think the top eight teams are starting to come through. Obviously, the standings are, you know, they're way, way off being settled. But um, I don't know if you guys agree. But let's, let's talk through it. Let's start, let's start out west, the Wild West. We've got the Los Angeles Lakers in the first spot. 
pretty much cruising, really. Utah Jazz at number two. The the LA Clippers, number three. Phoenix Suns, number four now. Portland Trailblazers starting to warm up. They're in the fifth spot. Dallas Mavericks, really happy to see them in the playoff picture. They're at number six. Golden State Warriors hanging in there at number seven. And in number eight, K-Dot. K-Dot, your San Antonio. Go Spurs, go. Go Spurs, go. <laughs> your San Antonio Spurs. I just, you know, I again, I just forget they're there, but, you know, they're there. They're there. They're in the eighth spot. They're in the playoff position. So let's put some respect on their name, please. Let's do that. So what do you guys reckon of the West so far? I mean, okay, I'll start with you, K-Dot, actually. Um, these eight teams, how many are going to be there end of the season? Because I, I think it's shaping up quite nicely. Um, as much as I'd love my my Spurs to be hanging there in the eighth, in, in the eighth seed, I think Denver are going to find form sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. They've got yeah, too much talent. And it's just it's just really unfortunate that we can't hang in there. Um, Such a pessimist, man. No, no, I, I, I wish, but I just it's, listen. It's eighty-two games. I mean, if it was like a you know, if it was like a thirty-game season, I think that actually maybe we could squeeze it out. But eighty-two <laughs> games is just, just too much. <laughs> just <laughs> it's too much. Um, and also, I think that the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans are going to be there or thereabouts, really fighting hard to to, to try and. Um, squeeze into the playoffs this year um yeah i mean i actually had houston rockets um oh this is awkward depending, depending on the situation of james harden uncomfortable. Um, and if he stays potentially they could they could have something to say about about the about the way that west shapes up so yeah so yeah i think that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't actually disagree. I don't actually disagree with that, Tobes. When you look at that, when you look at that Western Conference, yeah, and you look at the Rockets, can you? We're, we're going to talk about James Harden in depth later, but can you just sort of, just because we're talking about the conference, what is actually wrong with the Rockets? Like, do you not think a full strength Rockets can be can be live in that in that conference outside of the Clippers and the Lakers? I don't really see anyone who's truly outstanding. I think the key word you've honed in on is uh, full strength, right? So, like, I think the weight of James Harden's situation is bearing down on that team, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wall, you know, he's clapping back at him. Uh, with all due respect, too, right? If someone's calling out you and your team, Saying like, you're not good you enough. have every right to defend yourself and call them out, especially if when they're meant to be your leader. It's uh, shocking, um, isn't it? It's so shocking. I think, I think they've got the dynamics to perform. They just... The whole, the whole organization, the whole franchise is in limbo because of this Harden thing. So, like, if if whether he stays or goes, if it's just confirmed, then you can make a agreed United front. Like you say, they've got the players. I'm we're loving Christian Wood. Get yeah, him yeah. to Cleveland still, get him to Sexland. I'm pushing that. Uh, <laughs> oh, this sex lad. <laughs> John Wall looking all right, you know. Um, not. I think he's looking exactly on par with what we'd expect. A few flashes of yeah, 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 yeah. He's been fine. He's been fine. Boogie's still, Boogie's still scrapping as usual. <laughs> That's fine. Let him get his ejections. <laughs> but I mean, like, like you say, if, if everything, I think if it was a more stabilized position, then we could look at them going. But right now, the whole organization is in disarray, and um, a, a lot more of the teams in the conference are more stabilized. Uh, so I think 
they're they're waiting for that hardened chapter to close before they make any movements. I think. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's mad for me. I know he said the situation's crazy. For me, I think the situation's crazy the other way because if I was James Harden, I'd be thinking, you know what? I thought I was completely out of this, but you see the Mavericks not doing great. You see, you see most of the teams, you know, not being amazing. I don't, I don't understand why a James Harden-led team can't be Utah Jazz level. You know what I mean? You've got Donovan Mitchell in pieces, essentially, and you've got James sure. Harden in decent pieces. So I, I, don't, I don't get it personally. But as I said, we'll touch on that later, so I won't, I won't go on it about it too much. Oli, um, in this show, we haven't actually spoken that much about the Battle of LA, but that, that time will come. I want to ask what, have you, what you thought of your, your, late, your LA Clippers we all what watched battle? them on the. We, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we've all watched them on the weekend. Yeah, we were we were texted throughout. Um, what do you reckon? Because you won, your team are certified ballers. But there's one or two things I was like, yeah. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you first. No, I think it well. It was, it was a great game on on Sunday. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, te- texting through it, just how, especially in the third quarter with Kawhi and Levine going back and forth. I don't, I don't think they missed they missed the three pointer during that during that period. So, considering how well the ball shot, I think that like something ridiculously high. We still played uh, well quite defensively. It seems like the team's actually starting to get a little bit of um, uh, like an actual like togetherness. They're yeah, actually I agree. Putting I agree. Off, off, offense forward. Um, you know, we've had one of the big things is uh, Morris is coming back. Pat Beverly's actually starting to play quite well as well and Lou Will as well I think he drops 21 points uh, against the ball so so I think his averages have gone down massively this season but I'm just I'm, I'm you know I'm riding the wave at the moment still waiting for the wheels to come off at some point but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it wouldn't be but, a Clippers season about it I told you they're the Tottenham Hotspurs of the league been, the we've been quite you know surprisingly no one's what I like to hear is no one actually talking about us which was a big change from last season so Agreed. if we can keep it quiet then, you know <laughs> in the top I said I still I still have Lakers one Lake um, Clippers two in the in the conference so but we'll, we'll wait we'll wait until in, until the playoffs I think what makes the Clippers so great is that they're, they're a very they're a nice team they're a versatile team they're actually quite a good team to watch they got weapons. They do move the ball. Um, I'd, I'd I'd like to see the numbers on like usage rate among your team. Obviously, Kawhi is kind of Kawhi and PG are the main guys, but you move it quite well. It doesn't the ball doesn't seem to get stuck. And as I said, like yeah. you know, you got good attacking. You got a lot of attacking threats. Like as you said, Pat Bev has been knocking down shots. So I think the Clippers are looking nice. But, yeah, we've got. I said we've got a lot, lot of different weapons. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, looking nice, looking nice. A couple of other teams to talk about before we move to the east, where there's just ridiculous amounts going on. So we'll spend a nice amount of time in the east. But out west, two teams I want to touch on. Firstly, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, K dot, you had Luca as MVP. He has been yeah. warming up. He has very much so. My question is like. Sizzling. His sister, his sister, no, I love, honestly, I love the guy. He's horrendous from free, by the way. He'll, he'll be on a Pandora's box score soon enough if he keeps this up. Um, because he's horrendous from three. But again, it almost shows how good he is. Like, there was a time in basketball, people, where, they, you know, the three-point shot wasn't just all of it. There's other aspects of the game. And I, I love the way he shows that. He's actually got nice post moves. He, you know, he can fin- he's finishing at the rim, obviously. 
and he can just score in all sorts of ways, affect the game in all sorts of ways. So my question with Luca is, how far can he take the Mavericks on his own? And then you see him in sixth, sixth seed with Chris Stapps coming back. What do you reckon is going to happen to these Mavericks? I think um, just from uh, last year to this year, I think he's uh, improved a lot in relation to um, from his scoring, where he's getting his scoring opportunities from. You can also see as well that um, uh, just from his stats alone, that you know he's averaging a triple double um, over the last double? week. Oh, oh, the last week. Well, oh, having triple double last this, this this last week, um, and you know he's getting other people involved like he like he usually does. Um, so with that being said, I think that he could take them quite far. Um, he showed last year right, in okay. the bubble that he's, he's how a threat. Far, how far? How far? Um, you know, I like people committing. Just say it. Just say, is he is no, he a top? I'll f- take no. I'll take a deep. No, I'll take a deep run in the in the playoffs if uh, on on his own. When I say deep, I mean second round. Yeah. Yeah, second round, yes, second round. Fair enough. Semi finals. Yeah. Second okay. round comfortably. Um and I think uh, if when Chris when Chris Stapps comes back, I think there'll be a legitimate threat. Yeah, yeah. If he health being um A plus, yeah, I yeah. think there'll be a really legitimate threat to, to, to the to the uh guys in LA. Right, okay. Over under, tell me, yeah. Uh bet now. Luka Doncic averages triple double this season. Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So well, well, like, I'm so. making a list of all the bets we've made, including myself. I'm sweating over this Ben Simmons thing, man. <laughs> um, and we'll do a bonus episode at the end. We'll just go. We'll literally just go through all the bets. They're adding up. You had Portland out of the playoffs, didn't you? I did. That's yeah. looking horrible as well. That's looking. I swear you mentioned the Utah as well. <laughs> Someone said about Utah not not being up there. That could have been me. Oh, yeah, no, that, no, that, that could have been uh, me. That, was me. That, was me. That, that could have been me because I don't rate Utah at all. They're the, they're the Burnley of uh, the NBA. Anyway, um, <laughs> Toves. Okay, that brings me nicely onto the Trailblazers. Yeah, just before just before we move on, yeah, the Trailblazers looking quite good now. I think the importance of a of a good backcourt has kind of been understated for some reason they've got a great one-two punch in the backcourt cj's been balling then if you saw his um his clutch jumper against toronto was it yesterday or the day before yesterday i look at this western conference i see that i think the western conference looks as open as it's been um what do you reckon of the trailblazers this season uh <clears throat> so uh i think it was the last pod two pods ago um, you asked me where, where what's the ceiling for Dame, and I yes, said you did actually. Yeah. Conference finals, um, and I think because uh, the world of sport we're in right now, it's easy to have allergic reactions. Um, <laughs> it's changing so much, right? But the way that squad is built, and like the maturity stage they are as all ballers, like they're. It seems like if you look at their squad minus Melo, like all of them are like late twenties, thirties, which is yeah, like a basketball good. prime, you know. Like you fully your body's not put out on you and you're fully comfortable in your game. I'm really, yeah, like, it, I'm really enjoying CJ McCollum. Like he's one of those, like not household names of basketball, but he's like on the, on the periphery of being on, like an all-star. He's just a really solid player, but the guys leading the league, lead, leading their team and scoring this year over Dame, he's come Ooh, up a bit more clutch for them. Great knowledge. Um, he's shooting some sick splits, uh, 
48 from the field, 45 from free, 87 from the free throw yeah. line. So the guy's really comfortable. He's kind of a savvy operator. Yeah, and one thing we know about CJ, just if you if you followed him while he's in the league, he's a proper basketball geek. Like some players, you know, it's their job and they enjoy it and they make money. But no, he works on his game. I like when I, I love seeing players improve and he's improved and improved and, improved and improved, which is why I'm asking the question because... A part of me is wondering, well, if, if you have that, they're not Clay and Steph. Let's not even go there. I'd never call them the Splash Brothers. They've been the they've been the Crash Brothers before. They've been the Trash Brothers before in the playoffs. But now I'm thinking they could be at least, I don't know, someone thinks like the Class Brothers. They're like they're decent, and I think in this league that they've got a great backcourt. Everyone's talking about Devin Booker and um, Chris Paul backcourt. Hold on a second, Portland Trailblazers. Karim, I don't know. Don't, don't nod your head, Karim. <laughs> you had the, <laughs> you had the man, man, man uh, nodding his head. Like. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to it, man. You know, I'm sticking to it. You I'm, might as well. Right to the you might as well. You might as well. But yeah. The only thing I add on that is like, Ben, I said conference finals for a reason because they are not getting past LA. No, 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 no. They are not no. built in the slightest to take down Liverpool and no, AD. No, no. So that's why I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying the run, see how far they can get. But they, oh my God, they're, they're big. The bigs in LA will just eat that team yeah, alive. Agreed, so. agreed. And that perimeter defense and the Clippers, that, that's, that's the ultimate uh, acid test. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think the Western Conference is nice outside the top two. I'm very interested to see how it all happens. But things are going down in the East. We've got to move to the East 100%. Um, you know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. But let's just remind everyone where we are at the moment. In the top seed, we now have the Boston Celtics. I'm happy for them. They've, they've sort of got themselves together. Philadelphia 76ers are in the second seed. They've been ravaged by COVID, absolutely ravaged by COVID. So, you know, is what it is. Milwaukee Bucks are in third. They're, they're warming up. They're in that position now. Pacers, I like teams like the Pacers, you know. It's good team, solid in the fourth spot. Orlando Magic um, in the fifth seed. Tobes, you should be happy about that. So-so, so-so. I mean, uh, yeah, so-so. We, we, <laughs> um, we have the Charlotte Hornets up in sixth. My days. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on. Brooklyn Nets in seven and the Atlanta Hawks in eighth place. Now, the Brooklyn Nets are in the seventh seed at the moment. I don't think anyone here has them outside the top four in terms of seeding. So I wouldn't worry about where they are at the moment. They will be in the playoffs. And they will be serious contenders. With that having been said, Kyrie Irving. Now, for those of you that don't know, Kyrie Irving, midway through, towards the end of last week, took a leave of absence from the Brooklyn Nets, citing personal reasons. He hasn't let the team know why he's left. The coaches don't know why. And then he was pictured at his sister's 30th birthday or something, dancing without a mask. He now... Uh, risks being fined by the NBA and having to come back through COVID protocol, missing another four games in addition to the four he's missed already. More, moreover, Kyrie Irving is just again putting himself in the headlines, which is just you know, which is what everyone is worried about when 
when he joined. He's he's a very mercurial character. Now I've got this take from first take actually. It's from Stephen A. Smith. Honestly, if if you don't listen to um, first take on ESPN, I recommend everyone listen to it. You know, it really gives you some good detail on some basketball. Now listen to this, boys. Says here, Kyrie might be close to ending his career because <laughs> dealing with him is entirely too risky. He can't be trusted. They went on to say, nobody's bigger than the game. The train will head to the next station. And the Brooklyn Nets may have grounds to terminate his contract if he keeps this up. Period. Now, I want y'all to take that into consideration. Mad. Mad. So, I said that piece because... Stephen A, you know, he's an he's an ex-journalist, a current journalist, depending on how you want to define it. But he's 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 spoken to sources that say literally people are getting to the end of their tether with him. Kyrie, do you think he's going to derail this next season, Ollie? If you just had to say now, yes or no, let you now. Brooklyn Nets will underachieve this season, and it will be because Kyrie Irving, something Kyrie Irving related, either injury or understand. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that, like. So I think something's the, not right the, with him, he, is it? He's one uh, one of the well, you know he's at the moment letting down. He's you know the, the team, Steve Nash, and more importantly, like well, goes back to the team is Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's one of the one of the reasons KD went to probably Brooklyn. the reason because he could have gone to the Nets. I mean the he Knicks. Could've, he could have gone anywhere <laughs> exactly. And so I think he's you know with him doing that. It puts, it'll, you know, I think it alienates his team, like with him breaking, um, you know, NBA procedures or, you know, isolating, wearing a mask. So, you know, you're going to be a bit, you know, I think a lot of the players have been quite pretty good with it. So I think with him coming back into the team, having to isolate and it kind of, yeah, yeah Curry, Curry's had, his, he's had his, his team issues previously when he was on Cleveland, when he was on, on the Celtics. So I'm, I'm, if, I'm, from what he's doing, it's a bit, you know, we, we don't have the full facts, but am I surprised something like this has popped up with Kyrie? No. Wait, this is a this is a certified joke thing, isn't it, Karim? Like, he, he's going to derail this season. Okay, the thing is, we do tend to overreact to all these things, but even if he comes back now, the, surely the, it's like a broken mirror. Surely the trust, these type of things erode trust. You know the playoffs are a tough time. We could be back in a bubble for the playoffs, the way COVID's going in America. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what Tobes or Karim, I don't know what your thoughts are, but how, how serious is this all? Or, you know, is it one of those things where his talent and when you get, when they start getting dubs, it's not going to be a big deal. I think, um, both things can be true that yeah, yeah, yeah. he could, he could actually erode the trust between himself and the organization. Yeah. That's my thoughts. But fundamentally, but fundamentally, He's he's got worldly talent, and I think that wins is a great deodorant um, and masks a lot of uh, you know um, things. I couldn't imagine you tolerating this. I've seen you as a no, parent. <laughs> My goodness! I think you know what. I think that talented people get away with a lot more things than you know the average Joe's. I, I think it's unacceptable. Of course, he's treating. You know, he's, he's almost treating the NBA like he's taking and he wants to take annual leave. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that, that, that doesn't that can't that can't happen. Uh, that can't man happen. said so, he's taking annual leave. 
that's oh, actually taken a um, That's hilarious. The fact that you know he's unable to to communicate uh, with Steve Nash effectively when it comes to uh, what the situation is with him, and again, who knows whether Steve Nash does know, but he's just saying he doesn't know because of the you know, uh, yeah, because of the the loyalty he has with him. Who knows? But I think that we've we've seen a pattern of behaviour is coming. The pattern of behavior with Kyrie. That's the thing. Over where he's been. Um, and I, I don't think it endears him. He doesn't, he, he, I don't think he endears himself well with, with his his teammates at all. Well, I think he's be- okay. No, go on. Go on. No, I want to, I want to stop you there. Cause I want to bring in Toby and say like, if there's been a known thing, apart from with LeBron, when Kyrie's been on the, when Kyrie's been on the court, his teams tend to have a better record without him than with him. Do you think this is going to continue in Brooklyn? And ultimately, do you think it's going to cost them the ultimate price? Because everyone's saying these guys should get out of the East. They should do this, that, and the other. But when you look at that conference, it was you last week, actually. And I'll, and I'll actually put some respect on your name because it was actually you last week who said... Put some respect um, on Y'all understand me? When y'all saying my name... If you have respect. stability... That counts for a lot, particularly in that conference. And you see, like, Boston, they're building something. Philly, we'll talk about them later, they're building something. Milwaukee, building something. And I think, especially, particularly those three teams, when you're in the, when you know what I mean? When you're in the, the pit and you need to find that strength in those, in those playoff series, do you think these type of things, this type of behaviour is going to undermine the Nets? Or do you think, actually... When it comes to just pure talent, Kyrie, KD, you're done. All right, first off, I just want to go back to Kareem's comment about average Joes and hope he's not making a dig at Joe Harris because that, that guy can shoot. <laughs> he's a I was, I was, I was sit, sitting on that poor joke anyway. So back to Matt's question. Kyrie Irving is my brother's favourite player, right? Your brother Kyrie Irving like is a lot of people's favourite player. Uncle yeah, Drew. Because the guy... Yeah, because exactly. Hence why he calls himself Uncle Drew. You know, he yeah. likes him that much. He, he's a draw. He's a talent for sure. I'm an old school man. Like, I'd go off like Charles Barkley or something. Like, I don't like Kyrie Irving as a leader. I don't want him to ever hear. I don't want to ever hear him say like, "I can lead a team," right? Because yep, all this like all this nonsense that's happening right now shows that he's not a he's not a locker room first guy. He's How a knee he's... first guy. Mate. And to be a proper leader, or at least you don't even have to be a proper leader. Like Kawhi's not a proper leader, but you know he's serious about the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not, not serious. He's not serious enough. Otherwise, he wouldn't be not texting his coach. Like, I'm not coming back. I think he's talented enough to come back and slot with KD and they can still make noise in the East. But like you say, you're riding with a young team. Yeah. That team isn't heavy, right? So they're looking to you as your vets, both Kyrie and KD and exactly, Kyrie. So like... when you're... And if I'm a young player, I'm looking at Kyrie in a different light. How can I go to war with this guy who just picks and chooses when to come in and go? And, he's, and the thing is, he'll come back. And he's not like a, he doesn't seem like a player to player coach. He's a kind of like Chris Paul vibe. I'm going to shout at you and say, come on, do this, do this, this. Hence why Boston. I think he's just a little weird though, mate. I think he's just a little weird though. <laughs> it, I think, I think it's, 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 it's causing like mad disarray in the franchise, similar to like Rockets, but in a different yeah. way. Um, and, and, it's tough, but I do also want to give props to KD. Yes. Right now. And yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, in yeah. third gear. So even, even with Kyrie at this way, 
I think just slot Karis Levert in there, but get back into that. You, I mean, remember this team's made the playoffs for like last three seasons. Yeah, they they're, have, they're actually but... quite, they're quite well driven. Just give the ball to KD, let him do the work, and then see how you can go. Well, I'm, two, I'm, I'm with you. I'm in two minds about it. Before we we got something else to discuss in these, but before we move on about it, probably um, Oli and Karim can jump in here. Yeah. I think they're going to be absolutely fine in the regular season. They're just too good. They're just too good. You see KD. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, he's actually might have come back better. This is the way he's playing. These, these rebounds, these assists, this usage. He's blowing by people. He's not just relying on the perimeter game. He's, he's dominant. Yeah. And then Kyrie's Kyrie, absolute showstopper. I think they're going to roll through the regular season. But I've got serious questions about them in the playoffs. Purely because number one, defensively, and number two, as a team, as a unit, have they got that leadership? So I think those two things we've got to bear in mind. But I don't know what you guys think. They've got the quality to break down any half-court offense. The pace doesn't matter. You know, all this all this stuff that normally matters in the playoffs. I don't know. Do you think they're untouchable? Well, I think at the moment is they've got, you know, it's it's a, it's a shortened league, 72 games. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. That's, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that's, done, done, done. That's a, that's a sure thing. But in this league at the moment, you know, if Kyrie misses, well, he's already missed five, six games or whatever. If he misses another 10, 15, then that, that massively affects your seeding in a, in a much more uh, strengthened league. So it's, I know the regular season doesn't normally count for as much, but this season, you know, it definitely does, especially when you also have Dinwiddie who's out for the whole season as well. So you're quite... Really, yeah, you know, quite low on that position as as it is anyway. So if if the guy can play, he needs to he needs to be on the, he needs to be on the court. But I think they'll be fine. You know, like you said, KD, Jarrett Allen's really coming out this season. Uh, K Crims uh, guy um, Levert drops forty odds the other day as well. So yeah, they, yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, they're, they're unbelievable. Um, yeah, so that's Brooklyn. They're seventh at the moment. They're gonna be a top four seed, absolute minimum, minimum. We'll see you in the playoffs, son. But that's just just to forewarn you lot. If anything goes wrong with this Brooklyn Nets, it's going to be via Kyrie. Either injury, either drama, or just as a team, they're not together. So we'll, we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that and we'll move on to another team that we were all high on. We were all really high on. But from a chemistry point of view, is going through it at the moment. And that's the Atlanta Hawks. Now, they started off on fire. Trey Young was absolutely balling out of control. I think they were I think they were at least second in the conference at one point. They're now eighth. I'm pretty sure in terms of streak, they've lost they've lost at least three of their last four. At least. What's their streak? Um the Atlanta Hawks. I think they won, they won their last game. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think they'd lost four straight before that. And I'm hearing there's issues between Trey Young and John and John Collins. Um, not really sure why, because they need each other. But we spoke about this in the group in the group chat. Um, Kada, I'll start with you. I'm going to bump it to Ollie because Ollie was the one who brought it up, and then Tobes, Tobes, you'll go from there. Yeah, but Karim, you can start off us, us off on this from a basketball point of view. What do you see in the Hawks? Because I know what I see. I see them. They're like they're like the Rockets 2.0. Just I don't know what the numbers are on Trey Young's usage, but just watching, it's just ridiculous. They don't really set plays or anything, but I want to know from your point of view, despite the fact they're both doing well in a conference that is open, 
What's the problem with the Hawks? I just think that there's not there's not enough balance um, offensively. I think that's what John Collins is alluding to, and the fact that um, especially when you're um, offensively, I think you need to be organised A and B. Um, and the shot clock is vital. You know, there's a shot clock against you, and ball movement um, has to be high on your priorities when you're a yeah, you're yeah. a point guard. I guess John Collins is. Sort of thinking that the the, the offense is goes too much through Trey Trey Young, and he wants to get. And I think he, I think superstar, just superstar, man. No, he he is he is. But I think superstars need to know as well that it's a team game as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, if someone's um, if someone's sort of saying that you know actually uh, we want it want it to be a bit more balanced, I think I think as the "Quote unquote superstar of that team," you should you should try and listen and, and understand that actually, if every, if everyone's getting their touches and um, you know they're not sort of blowing leads, we're not blowing fifteen point leads, um, <laughs> then I think he probably has a point. You know, he wants to blow fifteen point lead. Um, like, uh, <laughs> no, and this is fifteen point leads on back to back games against Cleveland. And the New York Knicks, where they were, they should they should be really winning those games. If if people are saying that they are, um, you know, they're, they're contenders to get into the playoffs, um, so I think there, I think John Collins' take on the situation has has some merit. You can't be can't, you can't be blown fifteen point leads in the, um, in this league, not at all. No, I mean you're you're right. I think, personally, I think it's coaching. But Ollie, okay, does um does John Collins have a point? Yeah, massively. You know, I think Trey Young is basically up there with um, James Harden with the amount of time the actual ball is 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 in his hands, basically. And Collins's argument after he after they lost to James yeah, Harden, the, yeah, 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 massively. Um, and the, the argument was. Collins thought that there there isn't enough plays being run, um, and that basically that Trey's um, holding on to the ball for, for far too long within the shot clock, not making, um, you know, making more uh, offsets like within the first of like ten seconds of the clock. Yeah, agreed. I mean, just watching it, yeah, it it's, doesn't look like that. No, it's it's a massive it's a massive season for Collins as well. He you know trying to negotiate a contract with the Hawks, he turned he turned down a quite a good extension so he's basically bet on himself this season to yeah. get some form of maybe not a max but he's he, he feels like he is a max player and you, if you're not putting the ball you know if his stats are at the moment his shot his shots are down the amount he's taking this season so if i can probably you know understand the sort of like the frustration with himself and one of the other things we sort of what i've kind of looked into is what um uh, like the the plus minus for, for oh. both both the players and forever whoever doesn't sort of understand or get what a, what a player's plus minus is basically is a statistic it, um, it measures the the point differential when a player's in and out of a game so it's yeah. basically the way it's calculated is by taking the difference in the score when the player enters the game and then subtracting it from the score when he exits the game so basically how you know so how like the points are affected when you're basically on the court and like for an example um trey young 
when he's on the court, generally the uh, the Hawks are up, um, um, or it's a differential of nine point three points. But when positive. when he's off, yeah, positive. But when he's off the court, it's positive by a sixteen point three positive. So he's at, they're actually yeah, so they're actually better. Trey Young's actually uh, the the Hawks are more effective when he's actually off off the court. And when we are looking at John Collins's uh, plus minus, when he's um, when he's off when he's off the court, it's um, plus thirteen, and when he's on the court, it's plus twenty two. So, you know, looking at uh, you know who's more effective when you know who's off and who's on, it looks like you know. Yeah. So it's not a perfect stat, but it's it's interesting. Oh no, he's very yeah. You shouldn't you should, that shouldn't be like gospel basically it's quite it can be a bit janky but it gives you a kind of an understanding it give, yeah it gives you it gives you something because like you know you, you see some stats like with lebron when he's on the teams like plus 30 when he's off they're like minus 24 i remember that for um his cleveland 2018 like when he was off the when he was off the court it was like minus 25 i was like what um either way um yeah it's it's, it's interesting to see and, and the part of me wonders sometimes when your superstar's not on maybe the the coaches coach more or something i don't i don't know they actually you actually have to do a bit more and you have to de- defend whereas especially if you watch the hawks they're just watching trey young loads our uh, tobes with all that having been said what represents success for the hawks we've we were all high high on this team um i don't know if you've changed your mind a bit on them but i'm just curious like is it just making the playoffs i think they can go further but i don't know like you you t- you tell me you, you you're good with this type of stuff uh, <clears throat> I think my my barometer for success uh, just make the player play, uh, not make the playoffs first round exit would be good for them. Um, that's about it. Uh, they're quite although they've brought in lots of vets, they're quite young. Lloyd Pierce is a relatively new coach in terms of taking okay. control. I think the interesting thing with the Hawks is, and it might feed into some of the stats Ollie was mentioning and um, what we've talked about already is. Miss- even though they got loads of additions in this offseason, it's like they don't have anyone. You know what? They're missing Rondo. They're missing Gallinari. Bonovic yeah. got injured the other day. I think he um, yeah. fractured his patella or something, so he's out. For- he'll be out for a bit. Uh, and they're missing Chris Dunn, who was an underrated guard. He's brought in primarily to be to be their defender, right? So I think he could match up quite nicely next to Trey Young. And I bring up these points because I think if these guys are there, yeah. And if Rondo's around in Trey Young's ear, I think the ball does move more. There's no way he can shoot that much if Gallinari no, and Bogdanovich are playing. There's too much weapons. Um, so I think the Hawks are in a really interesting position. I think their their wings are getting better. You know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, DeAndre Hunter and uh, um, uh, the other fella. Kevin Herter's coming on quite nicely. Cam Reddish looks okay. I think they're getting, they're finding their balance, but like you say, is maybe a bit more on the coach. So um, let's see. I, I'm yeah. not expecting fireworks from this team. Um, I was excited, like everyone else. We really wanted to see Trey Young excel, but I, again, I think we're just so uh, frenzied and we love uh, yeah. that's the thing we love about the sport. You've got a little bit of patience with the with the process as well. So um, yeah, I, I had, I, I think I'd say. Um, all these coming together they could still make some noise in the playoffs but i'm not expecting anything so maybe first round yeah i think actually the more i think about it yeah i'm going to give you a yeah a little right because the more i think about it, i think brooklyn are going to be in the top four i think uh boston clearly milwaukee 
And then that leaves one more spot. I don't know who's going to take that fourth spot in the East, but pre- assuming that they don't, anyone they get in the first round is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough out. So, you know, if they if they make a good series out of, you know, a Pacers 4-5 matchup, make a good series out of it, then, you know, I think that's probably represents a good season. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I, I like John Collins a lot. I think he's a really good player. And obviously, I love Trey Young, but he can't fall into that trap. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guys, I had to put the news music on. I can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Right, gents. Okay, we're literally in the middle of filming, right? Um, but we're hearing news about James Harden. Um, so I want to I just update it live. I want to see how we all react live because... I'll probably, we'll probably just take it straight to the trade block after this. Go on, Ollie. What, what were you saying? Yeah, I was just just scrolling through the news, uh, the the NBA news uh, on tw- on Twitter as as you always do. Uh, yeah, and any time you see uh, Woj come up and, and post yes. something, you, you you gotta stop and have a look. Yeah. So basically, he was just saying that it was um, Scott Silas of the Houston Rockets has basically just come out and stated that James Harden. Well, what did he what did he exactly say? Um, that we Scott Silas, Steve, sorry, Stephen Silas has come out and says we felt that it was best for the group and best for James not to come to practice. Oh, so, and then Woj has just come out and says that they're going to be basically keeping. Harden away until a trade has been done uh, with the front office weighing best final offers from Brooklyn and Philly. Ooh, that looks like ooh, that could be. Much for the Oli Bob. I'm very, very happy with that. I mean, honestly, you know what this has been like? You guys remember Dragon Ball Z, yeah? Freezer versus Goku. <laughs> like, oh, when, when it was for five, when it was the five minutes until the planet blows up, and it lasts about four episodes. Yeah, it lasts more than four episodes. I think it lasts about eleven or something ridiculous. <laughs> it's exactly like this. We've, we've been watching this in slow motion, and it looks like it's finally coming to a head. Like for those of you who don't know, let me, you know, what, let me get up the, the the audio of what James Harden said after his game yesterday where they got blown out by the Lakers, right? Okay. Um, so this was after the Lakers-Rockets game where the Lakers blew them out yesterday. James Harden, a very James up, upset James Harden approached the podium, and this is what he had to say. This is just the last 20 seconds of it. Bear in mind, this is your superstar. This is literally the equivalent of, like, who? Like a Thierry Henry wanting out of Arsenal. But just coming out after the game. Okay, just listen to this. Just this. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, I've done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. And he just literally just walked out. So he just literally walked out of the press conference. Said he also said earlier in the con- in the press conference that they're just not good enough, which I thought was just surreal as well. So Harden wants out. That there's only one good thing about that, and it's this. Here comes the money. <laughs> I had to drop that, which you know is my favourite part of the whole thing. <laughs> Certified banger, thank you very much to WWE. For that. And as you know, as you know, that song 
reminds us that we are on the trade block. So I was gonna I was gonna talk about this later, but let's bring it up right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it straight up. I've I've told all the boys to come to come and talk to me about what should happen in this Harden situation. That includes if you think he should stay. I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna make this very very clear. He should go to Denver. It's not going to happen. I accept it at this point, but he should go to Denver. You look at James Harden. You look at what he can bring to the table and you look at what he needs you look at what the rockets need it's just common sense you get a decent player back um you get a young player in michael porter jr and the denver nuggets get to be sort of you know they can take themselves to that next level i don't care what anybody says murray murray can't see james harden murray can't see james harden and i got a special pandora's box um Pandora's box score. I've got a special episode of that just for that because some guy came at me on Instagram about it and I wasn't happy. So I want some respect on my name. I'm telling you straight, you should go to Denver. Um, I've said my piece last week. I'm not going to go on about it. I'm putting respect on my own damn name. And we move. Ollie's been in charge of the trade machine this week. So he's got, he's, he said he's got a trade. Yeah. Okay. He's like, <laughs> His face, he's looking a bit shocked. But before that, okay, let's get through it. K dot, you first. Now, tell okay, tell me where you think he should go, but also tell me from the Rockets' point of view, what what should they do? They've they've made the decision. They've they they're they're putting him to the side. But in terms of what they should do, what do you reckon? What do you, where do you reckon he should go, and what should the Rockets do? Um, I think. It's difficult. Uh, so from the Rockets' standpoint, I think they need to at least get um, multiple picks. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, know, I, know I know you're going to be very disgruntled with what I'm saying, but they have to be fundamentally, they need to they need to have some hope for the future, but also make sure that they can secure uh, a tangible asset for now. Um, and, you know, with all that being said, I think it almost seems like Brooklyn has all the bits and pieces for me anyway. Um, that can get the deal over the line. He's he's going uh, to KD. He knows him very well. Um, all reports they're quite close. So I think you know, um, you know, at least three three first three first uh, round picks. Brooklyn are not um, <laughs> they're no strangers to uh, farming the <laughs> you know giving up all assets to, to get a, a superstar player, players. Yeah, oh, they've done so that. I think yeah. that, um, and they know who they're getting back. Um, yeah. with, with, will Curry be in the mix for the trade? Who knows? But okay. I think for me anyway, I think Brooklyn seems like the the most viable, the, yeah, the most viable option for me anyway. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that. Tobes, Tobes, you... Well, come, okay, Tobes, well, do you agree with that? Like, I, surely, I don't, I don't know. They they said the main places at this moment in time were Brooklyn and Philly. Surely Philly have got the better piece. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I, I'm i leaning, he should want to go to Philly. <clears throat> and uh, the the trade, according to Mark Stein, I'm, I'm on Twitter too, and he's setting me off now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta stay on it. Uh, the, the, what's being kind of barred around at the moment is um, uh, uh, Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey, who's obviously 
just blown off recently. So he's the rookie who went nuts the other day when they had like oh, seven yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that as well. I, yeah, I know, I know. I was like, should I put a bet on him to get 30 points? And next thing you know, he's almost got like 40 point triple double. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, him and Ben Simmons basically, and uh, I think that Philly also want, uh, sorry, the Rock, yeah, Philly also want to try and get PJ Tucker to come over as well. And if they could somehow pull off uh, a James Harden, um, PJ Tucker to Philadelphia, then wow, that's that's an that's an impeccable trade. I see. Because uh, essentially, you're getting rid of Ben Simmons, who is a known element, superstar, but known element, and he's not like. He's just doing everything we know he can do this year. He's not excelled in any categories. And you're basically your rookie has blown up in one game. And yeah, you need to you need to get the value. You're just banking, you know what I mean? You're like making big bank off that couple of couple of performances. So it, they're they're giving up uh not too much, I think, to get a lot back. And uh so one of the main things I was worried about with this trade is the defense maybe slipping a little bit with Ben Simmons because he is that good a defender. Oh, but I think they cut they cut that no, out, no, don't worry. They they cover enough. They've got the role players, they've got PJ and uh Embiid is cooking. So uh I think Philly and and the last point about it is it's a big franchise still historically, Philly. Like yeah, 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 massive James, man. James Harden can can ride with that. And even though Embiid is the face, I think the moment Harden comes, he could still say this is his team because I don't, I, I don't see him either. He's got the Maury Court cosign as well. He's got yeah, that Daryl Maury Court exactly, cosign. Exactly. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that B looks kind of calm and, you know, relaxed this season. He's not here for aggro. So I think they could work together. So I would, I would lean towards uh, to Philly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd lean Philly, man. Um, Kado, I, get, I do get what you're saying, Kado. But ultimately, remember what I said to you off, 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 um, off tape? I said to you, the Rockets are kind of looking like it's not just the trade for James Harden. It's essentially the, what they can get back for James Harden and Chris Paul. Because that's where it all they started just draining all their resources. Yeah, no, I, I get the point. I think, I think both places... Uh, if you get Karis LeVert, okay, that's cool. But if you can get James, if you can get Ben Simmons, that... I, I think he's a, he's a superstar with known limitations. Um, where Ka- I think Karis LeVert... <laughs> Go on, make this argument. No, go on, go on, make no, 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 no. It's not, it's not that. I, think I just think that Paris Lever could be, could be special. You know, like no one knew that James Harden was going to be this good. So, um... go on. <laughs> no, so I just think. I'm just thinking... Superstar with no constraints. Love that. Love that. No, 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 but he, 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 you tell me, I, I just think he's, he, he's a superstar, but he's got, he's got, a, he's got a flaw and a big As opposed to Karis Levert, who? No, no, I think that Karis Levert could be, could be very, very good in this league. Um, and I'm not comparing them. <laughs> I'm not, um, no, no, I'm not no, comparing no. Karis Levert and Ben Simmons. I'm not, I'm not, but, um. There's room for potential growth there. So, you know, I think that has to be added into the mix. Also, um, um, I, I do think as well that actually, uh, obviously pre uh, the situation today, the baby Houston, Houston Rockets weren't motivated to, the trade to do anything. And I think now they've been they've been kind of forced to go to the, um, to the table and actually speak to teams. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that could potentially limit what, 
um, teams may give up for James Harden based on the leverage that that now they know that James Harden wants out. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays a factor in who they get back as well. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. I'm I'm very very interested. Um, I'm glad to see you you two genuinely do disagree. And uh, Karim, I know I'm winding you up, but I, I do always like your insight. You always seem to see something a level below. I I see everything on the surface. You know me. I don't mess around with potential. I don't mess around with. Anything. I just, I'm about dubs. <laughs> I'm about chips. That's it. Now, Ollie, we've kept you waited. I want to hear this. Okay, honestly, no one knows what this trade is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you laughing so much? I don't know. I was because I was literally. I was like, oh, cause I just every now and then I will just play around with, with the uh, the trade trade machine. I was thinking. I was like, what teams have in have always just been quite irrelevant. Um, back, you know, back staff and back rooms always. I think quite recently has been. You know, not 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 great at the moment this season, and um, just completely wasted. You know, probably like the last ten years of lottery picks. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of teams like that. And, and it's, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, what about the Sacramento Kings? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was I like, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. Okay, I, I think it's an, I think it's an interesting. I don't, but that obviously is. So the numbers add up in this trade, yeah. I, I, yeah this this would be this would be so. Okay, so Rockets give up Harden and Daniel House. Okay, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, is Daniel King, House still there. Yeah, Daniel House is still there. Um, the the um the Kings give up 2021 first round pick unprotected. Right. 2022 good. second round pick unprotected. Yeah, Corey, Corey Joseph. Uh, Buddy Hield and Marvin Bagley. What about um, who's their guard? De'Aaron Fox. No, but you get okay. So they get Bagley, they get Buddy Hield, Hield Corey and Josie, and two picks. Alec. I would say that's better than the Brooklyn trade because it's, it's a good young core. Yeah, it's a good it's a good young core. Yeah, so I would say that's a better than the Brooklyn trade. I'm 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 actually with that. Toby, Toby, I see Toby not not the screen, but Ollie, I'm with you on that actually. Yeah, At I'm first, I was like, Sacramento. Yeah, that's certain. Buddy Hill's on a. Buddy Hill's on a. Buddy Hill's got. They've all got deep, like Buddy Hill's four years. Corey Corey and uh, Bagley are on two years, and you can get your you know after the rookie extension as well with Marvin. So, and the first the first round pick is going to be he's going to hold some value as well. So. I'm 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 dropping a bomb for Ollie. I, I I like that I like that I like that trade because you. You know what I mean? You're not me- you're not messing around. Don't you don't need to worry about James Harden and his feelings too. You know you know my number one trade was Denver. My number two trade is Washington. Um, if you can't get Kyrie straight up, but what you're saying is completely right, Ollie. You get a better first round pick. You probably get a better 2022 pick as well. And I would say that the, the youngsters you get back are probably potentially better. Yeah, the mate, but, but Bagley, I just, um, he's, he's been a little bit disappointing this season, but you know he shows his potential, isn't there? Buddy Hills, you know, last two season three pointers, he'll you know average over, he can average twenty points or more. And he'll be Cor- good. Back, he could flip, you could flip him to a championship sort of chasing team. You know what I mean? It'd be a nice, nice piece. You can flip, you can flip those. Yeah, I think I think whether the Rockets have kind of let it, the whole saga go on for as long as it has done. I think you offered them right at the beginning of the season, they turn around and say no. Nah. But I'd, I'd be I'd I'd be surprised if 
if someone does give up a, a, a superstar for Harden. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Kader, what do you reckon? You taking that trade or your trade? Man, I don't know who's what, what James Harden done in life to go to Sacramento. I mean, of course, of course. No, it's a decent trade. I think it is a decent. <laughs> it's a decent trade. Don't get me wrong. Um, got nice, nice pieces there, but I just, I don't know. It just, it's not. I think. So you're not swishing him. You're not giving Ollie a swish or what? No, 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 no. I, I, I like the trade. I do. Okay. I think it makes logical sense. And you got one from me as well. Um, but, but what's the but there? There's a but. You're not. It's not settled of you. No, it's just. I, I just think the. I don't know. It, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, it's like it's, it's equal value. Do you see what I'm saying? You can't say your Brooklyn trade is equal value. You really. No, no, but I think no, but I think. I, I, this whole conversation. No, no, but Caris, but I think Caris is better than. Than. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately none of them are going to lead them to the promised land, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, you know, it's, it's, listen, it's difficult. It's a difficult one where, as I said, um, the, you know, the, uh, the, the trade, is going to be leveraged as the fact that. James Harden has vocalised that he he wants to leave. Yeah, uh, it's really, yeah. So it's just it's just about Houston Rockets just literally being in, trying to get as much, um, yeah, as much as much talent now and um, hope for the future as well. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I get you, Tobes. I I'm taking your trade over that trade because you get the star. And Ben Simmons is a superstar. Let's not get that twisted. I I, I wind him up, but he is bona fide superstar with flaws. Uh, <laughs> I'll t- I'll t- I'll take that deal over my well, one as well. But petty career. My friends are very petty. You know what I mean? That was petty of you. <laughs> Those, but but what do you reckon of that trade? Not what it is. It he's got the yips. I don't. Wait. No, I don't know what Ben Simmons has got. He's got the yips. Maybe I don't know. Um, not the yips. <laughs> you know. Um, so no, literally, he just—I don't know—he gets stage fright when he when he gets to the. Oh, yeah, heartless. To the <laughs> no, you're right. You're actually right, though. You're right. No, because because this has been this has been an ongoing. I mean, listen, he might go to a team that could disguise his flaws, and you know, fundamentally, um, he may you know, he may land in a in a situation where he may not need to take as many frees as possible. But he's a guard. I mean, that's your bread and butter. So no, this is just I don't know. I don't know. He's a superstar. He's a great defender. Um, he's, he's, on really cool. he's on that team now, man. This is exactly yeah. He's on. If there's one thing that could do it, it's Philly. But Karim, this, this is classic you. Anytime when we were when we were in school. You see a nice girl, yeah. Oh, she's decent. So, Karim's like, yeah, but. I like that. Karim don't play. Karim don't play. Tobes, yeah. What were you saying? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I like the. I like. I mean, I, I like the creativity in the trade. I mean, the Kings. They don't. They don't I think there must be one team we've probably not spoken about with on the spoken about on the pod. Since, since the start, you know what I mean? Like, well, when is the last time you love? Huh? The good. Uh, when Chris Webber was there. Jeez, God. I Chris Webber, yeah. My God. Or when Boogie, I guess. Uh, but I don't think they made the playoffs. Anyway. I know, uh, 
it's a decent package in terms of the future for Houston. Like from Houston's side, I'm all I'm all down for it for sure. Like yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Giving me good good first round picks, the first one first round, second round, and good young talent. I, I agree with that. The bit I'm not sure if it outweighs because because if it outweighs the Nets, because it won't just be Karis Levert, it'd be Levert and some picks, right? And Levert is, uh, he's more of a known element compared to the Bagley-Hield uh, combo. But I do, no, but, he's be, but, but he's better though, Would you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what he's, he's a known element and he's better than both at the moment. He, cause yeah, he but can, I think, don't you think he's got potential to be, I reckon he's got potential to be a perennial all-star. I do think that. Yeah, yeah, he could be like that CJ McCollum. Yeah, of course he could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think Buddy Hield. I don't think Buddy Hield has oh, wait. the ceiling. Oh, oh, Buddy. Yeah, no. Buddy's Buddy's got a skill. He's a shooter. That's it. You know? Yeah, that's it. And he can. He doesn't hurt you on defense. But I do like it. I like it because guess I was talking about the Kings. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about? Can we talk about the future? You know, so we have to. Do it, you know, we're gonna put James Harden with Aaron Fox. Now those two styles. <laughs> Crazy mesh. Yeah, but... You got a kid who literally wants to run at the speed of light and like push the tempo, and then you got James Harden, Jimmy H, where he's you know he's gonna. Jimmy H, you're trying to make trying to make it a thing, man. <laughs> he's gonna be dribbling through his legs for like half an hour, and then give it to someone, either shoot himself or try and throw an alley last second. But um, so I don't, I know the Kings won't worry about that. Like you say, it's just about packing talent, but. It'd be very interesting to see how that backcourt would work. Um, I just think it'd be nice just as, you know, a team wanting to at least be relevant. You'll make the playoffs with James Harden just because he's just that guy. So, you know, you're just something. Because the Kings, as you said, we don't speak about them. We could go, we could do this podcast for years and maybe not just not mention them. Yeah. Um, so, no, fair play. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Unfortunately, we've got to move on, but <sighs> this the, the James Harden sweepstakes continue. Okay. Um, straight up, if I had to say where he's going to be, I'm going to say Philly. What do you reckon? If you just had to say, Oli? Yeah, it looks like it's going to Philly. Um, K dot. Yeah. If I you had your instincts. Yeah, I think it's uh, Philly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing Toby agrees. So yeah, I think well, the hoop call reckon Philly. Um, don't think it's the best destination. I'll reiterate, but fair play and good luck to Ben Simmons over in Houston. Stay out of trouble, boy. <laughs> how, how, how many three pointers is just on the, the 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 Ben Simmons three point watch at the moment? Well, the thing is, the thing is, if he goes there, he's gonna have to start shooting them because John Wall don't shoot um Christian. Right, let's, don't shoot let's, have a, let's have a quick look right now. Let's have a quick look. Unless unless PJ Tucker's usage is gonna go up to like thirty five percent. Ben scored that glorious. Okay, yeah, go for it. What is it? He's, he's currently sitting on one <laughs> out of two attempts. <laughs> okay, we watch it late. That's that's the whole point of storylines, Jeff. We'll, we'll stick up a Ben Simmons watch throughout the season to see where we're on. We'll do a countdown, right? We'll do we'll do a Ben Simmons appreciation post every time he scores one on the IG. So we'll see how often that actually comes to pass. How can your God have? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get it. We get it. All right. Okay, we get it. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Okay, next segment. So we'll do play of the week. As usual, we've run over a little bit. What do you play with? Who's play of the week? Uh, me. You didn't play of the week, right? Okay, so let's do something. Let me put something. Um, 
Right. Let's move on. First of first of our awards of the week will be the player of the week. It will be chosen by K Dot um, this week. Always always glad to have him on. So get ready. I'll put a timer on. Decide which one you want. If either you want countdown, who wants to be a millionaire or 21 seconds. Um, the rest of us, let's talk about the contenders. Let's talk about who who's actual contenders for it. No, 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 no. Ollie, Ollie and Toby. Ollie and Toby. Who are the, who are the contenders before Karim drops it? Um, <clears throat> so he, he didn't, not much team success, but uh, Zach Levine has been on fire. Yes. Yeah, I loved what I, I loved what I was seeing from him. I loved what I was seeing from him. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I, took, I, I, I knew it went up because we got to watch the game. And like you said, we were all saying what a great game balls Clippers was. Um, that's a great. All you lot new to basketball. That's a great uh, advertisement for basketball. It was just run and gun, like beautiful game to watch. Uh, advert he, for defense. You know what I mean? Uh, he dropped forty-five, seven, and seven on that night. So forty-five points, seven rebounds, seven assists. And those seven rebounds, seven assists are quite impressive, you know, because you think he's just a scorer, but he, you know, he he seems quite more mature in when to when to pass, when to shoot. More importantly, he the guy's smoking shooting wise 15 for 26 58 percent 10 from 16 from three-point land all in five and then perfect from the field nine so zach levine was looking nice 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 also of course you have uh the legend as well the legend of luca so they were the two uh, that stood out for me this ollie what you got ollie what you got tell me yeah uh, lucas actually you know dragging the the mavs to uh i think was it coming up to a winning record now after the slow start you know i think he's player of the week as well along with uh jason tatum over in the east you know i've got to give appreciation for a quiet i think he's been uh yeah, I think he's, he's. I said it's, it's, it's sneaky stats, you know. I think he's still, you know, averaging twenty-five, you know, a handful of balls, handful of assists, you know. I think it's like two well. efficient. He's an interesting you know. player to watch, isn't he? Like he doesn't seem to. Interested again to see his usage because he doesn't seem to have the ball that much, but he's just he like gets the spots, doesn't he? And just does it on automatic. It was amazing to watch on Saturday. Hand, yeah. Hands so like frying pans as well. <laughs> yeah. Man, the man is Android twenty, the forgotten, uh, <laughs> the forgotten one, you know. So, so, so someone, someone on Twitter said like, when Kawhi actually retires, that would probably you would you're never gonna hear from him again. He's just he'll just be he'll be one of the forgotten stars, just never heard of again. <laughs> no, no, so I think those are some good candidates. Yeah, I really, I think one of these days we'll we'll, we'll sit down and have a proper chat about LA because I'm liking the way Kawhi's playing. I just think he's just a great player. Um. And yeah, so we've had a few contenders, but without further ado, Karim, this is your moment. This is your moment. Um, I'll put a timer on and I'd like you to tell us who your player of the week is. Are you ready, my good friend? Of course. Let's rock and roll. So thank you guys for your... Um... <laughs> Thank you guys for your uh, your honourable mentions. I have to say, Luca, balling out of control. He beat he beat Houston, Denver, and Orlando during the week. Um, tallied 33 points, 16 rebounds, and 11 assists. Got a 30 point triple double as well. Uh, first one for for any player. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, literally just balling out of control. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, he isn't warming up. He's sizzling at the moment. <laughs> uh, this week, anyway. Um, and he's done this without Porzingis. So to me, it's, it's it just just validates his um, his superstar credentials. And um, long may it continue. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you said him. I'm glad you said him because. He firstly, he's you know he's three out of four of us MVP pick. Um, no, nah, yeah. So I really I agree with Luca. I think Luca's been unbelievable, and I'm glad that he's taken himself back up to the levels that he was at last season. The thing is, you could be giving him a lot of Player of the Week nods. I think yeah, I think this yeah, I think yeah. this is his level now, and I think once his free ball starts to drop, just even just the average levels. Um, you know, up past thirty percent, his numbers are going to explode, and his Ws are going to explode. This is a Western Conference that is live, that is open, from what I can see. And yeah, Luca, Luca, much respect to you. We got, we got any pushback from any of the boys, or are we all just putting respect on, on Luca's name? No, I think you sort of, I thought you sort of said it there. He's putting up the, putting up the numbers, and goes, goes. You know, they're not empty numbers. They're, they're winning games. So yeah, definitely. And the fact is, is that, like defensively as well, he's, he's starting to, well, his steals are starting to creep up as well. So, um, just showing he's got active hands, um, you know, he's yeah. got, got passing lanes. And I think, yeah, no, I think defensively, as a guard, he's, he's, he's getting those steals and getting bringing the ball back for his team. It's the response for me, you know, as well. So, like, a lot of people were a bit perplexed, right? Like, why is he not blowing up the way we expected to? Yeah, speaking, yeah. Kind of having a hard time, and and he he kind of, you know, like classic NBA style. He had a really poor game, stayed behind at the end of the game, twelve more shots. You know, he's literally the end, like the, the end of the spectrum, polar opposite to Kyrie. You know, like yeah, the guy's yeah. serious about his basketball, he, and he's a team. He's not like your big extrovert, like look at me, I'm your leader. But um, you, you see him, like he's 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 got a lot of trust in his teammates. You know, he, that's why he, these are like these aren't. I love him, but these aren't Russell Westbrook assists. They're like, yeah, proper genuine assists. Like I'm a Maxi Kleber for the win. You know what I mean? When he when he's Luka Doncic, he he's got that momentum in his team. So I, I like what you, I like what you're seeing from the from the kid, and he, and he he looks like he's special for sure. I oh, know, interesting, interesting. Yeah, he's mate, great decision, great decision. Perfect. You get the perfect from me, my main man. You get the perfect from me. Now. Let's move on slightly. I want to I want to talk Pandora's box score. So this is the segment where we look at the box score, look at stats, and try and draw some conclusions from them. Now I had a I had a I had a James Harden special planned. I had a guards special planned. But we we've spoken about it a little bit. But let's let's dive in a bit. Um, I want to talk about Jamal Murray. He's the first guard I want to speak about. Now, if you look at his numbers this season, right? In fact, let me let me try and get his last let me get his last five games. Right, okay. So the first guard I want to speak about is Jamal Murray. Now, for those of you who don't know, he is the point guard for the Denver Nuggets. And he came he really came alive last season in the playoffs. He had a couple of 50-point games and just generally looked like a certified baller. But 
I'm I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him. People call me a Jamal Murray hater. I'm not a Jamal Murray hater. But I call it how I see it. And this is how I see it. Last five games, he's averaged 15.4 points, 1.2 rebounds, 4.6 assists. And he's averaging 45% from the field, 36% from three. And even his field goal attempts, and his field goal attempts are about 13 a game. Now, the reason why I wanted to, to, to bring it up is so I wanted to compare it to another another guy, okay? Let me, let me get this gentleman's stats up. This, uh, Nick, Nick Wright, um, of First Things First, he loves to do this. He loves to do um, a blind reveal, okay? So let me compare it, to, compare it to another guy in the last five games. So the last five games for this guy. He's averaged 17.4 points, five rebounds, 10 assists, 0.8 steals. He's shooting 37.8% from the field, 25.6% from three. Do you know who that second player is? Anyone know who that second player is? Just with the field goal percentages and the points, is it is it Devontae Graham? It's not Devontae Graham. Oh. I don't know. Where's my, where's my little, my little thing? There it is. Because he's been, sh- he's been shooting horrifically this season. It is not Devontae Graham. <laughs> Here we go. K. Dot. Go on. Oh, I'm trying to think actually. Um... Oh. Toby. <laughs> Great. Give it. Give it the splits again. Primarily points. Okay, okay, 17.4 points per game, last five games. Oh, last five games. Starting guard, I don't know, man. Dennis Schroeder. It's not. It's James Harden. (laughs) 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 So I've been stuck for a couple. This is why I love the box score. I love basketball. You can look into the stats. The stats kind of reflect what you see, right? It's James Harden. So this represents a lot of things for me. This is why I want to bring those two up. This is me defending my point. Whoever that guy was chatting through on IG, this is what I'm saying. So James Harden, we've, we universally agree he's thrown in the towel, right? We all agree he's thrown in the towel at the moment. He wants out. He wants to leave. Yeah, he's averaging 17.45 and 10, right? We have Jamal Murray on the other hand. The same guy, everyone's saying, oh, don't trade him because this, that, and the other, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And what was he averaging? He was averaging, this is him just normal, 15.4, 1.2, and 4.6. Now, I said, I want all this blasphemy to end, this unmitigated gall to end, comparing Jamal Murray to James Harden. If you can get that deal over the line, you get that deal over the line. Um, yeah, simple as that. Anyway, let's, let's talk about them individually. Firstly, James Harden we've spoken about briefly um it's just i think we can all agree he's he's throwing in the towel but it's just to just to illustrate it from a points point point of view but just to illustrate it from a stats point of view this guy is a what what's someone 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 look up his his averages last season for me do me that favor right um his averages last season. So this guy, he must, I think he must have averaged about 35 points a game. But more importantly, his field goal attempts. He definitely averaged over 20 field, 
field goal attempts per game. Pretty sure maybe 22 field goal attempts. I actually had that. Right? Yeah, I actually had that down. Um, so I think at the moment, Cardin's currently averaging 16 field goals attempt, field goal attempts, and over the last three seasons, uh, he averaged 22, 24, and 20. And even he's, I think his free free throw attempts is is the lowest it's been since 2012. Right, he's averaging he's averaging about four a game, five, four to five a game. When this is a guy that averages for what, 13, 14? And that literally just shows, there's a great stat showing you someone who just isn't putting any effort. Like It's not like he's gone cold. He's just stopped taking shots. Christian Wood has been the Rockets' top um, field goal attempter over the last five games. It's, it's crazy what's happening. I think it just reiterates James Harden's mindset and that he's got to leave. He's got to leave. So he won't bang, bang on about that too much. Karim, talk to me. Jamal Murray, is he failing the Nuggets or the Nuggets failing him? His, his advanced stats, like his PER is like 15, but what I found more interesting, his usage is down at 23.5, which is unusual for a sort of star point guard in this league. So the usage is literally at what percentage of the game the ball's in his hands. And that's not that much. Um, and his field goal attempts per game, as I said, they're about 14. And again, that's very unusually low. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? Because I, 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 I just think it's key to the, the, the Nugget's success. No, no, he is. And I think that it, it reiterates to me that he was, he was risen prematurely um, during his playoff run last year. I think... Um, the same thing in football where you know like a a great plaque a a good plaque and gone a rich reign of form um and i think that's what happened with jamal murray uh and because you know the 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 lights were were brightest in in the playoffs and he had you know a good five or ten game stretch um and now he's kind of i guess (laughs) come back down to earth yeah but is it his Uh, fault or is it the team's fault is he not getting um, enough touches for a star point guard, you get what I'm saying, right? For a star point yeah, guard, yeah, of course, he's not getting of enough shots. He's not getting the ball in his hand enough. It, it's all running through the Joker. Uh, but, but I think that, that goes to show that, that the, the Joker's skill set and how unbelievable he is um, as the best big man in the league. So I, I guess from, from that standpoint, it's that they're running, you know, they're running their, um, their offense and they're putting, the, they're putting the ball in the hands of their best player, which you can't, you can't blame a coach for that, can you? Um, and, and, to, and personally, I think that it has to be Jamal Murray uh, rising to the occasion, uh, as, Jokic, as Jokic has. So, um, from my standpoint, I think it, it's down to the player. I think as a coach, you need to put you need to put the, the ball in in, in the in your most skilled players' hands. And uh, currently, Jamal Murray is showing that he's not the most skilled player in that in that lineup. Okay, well, well, he's not. He's not the best. The best player is Jokic. He's amazing. I'm not. Let me not take anything away from him whatsoever. But Tobes, I wanted to ask you, um, Joe Kitch, he is amazing. I'm just going to reiterate that to everyone again. Watch him play. He's, he's, he's got the ability, but in terms of his athleticism, ability to get up and down the floor, even defensively, he's not amazing. Is he on his own enough? Because he, he's enough to get good numbers. He's enough to get some wins, but 
But but but what do you think? Do you think they're making the right decision going through him for everything, or do you think they need to expand it more? And I know you're you're warm you're warm on Murray. I don't know if you're hot on him, but you're at least warm on him. I'm, I'm warm on him. <clears throat> I think the thing is, he's not a point guard. You, you guys touched on it just now, right? He's not a point guard, and I've never actually viewed him as a point guard. For me, he's that shooting guard in a point guard role. Um, so he's like, if you want to put it, he's kind of like Harden and Roll, but just Harden's a way better passer, and at least he knows. Better, how to, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I don't think you take it out of Jokic's hands because you've got something. You've got someone in the post, best piss, best, ooh, best passing big man in 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 probably the history of the NBA. He probably, can make yeah. he can make passes from the post that no one else can, and that will give you a different edge on your um on your offensive play. Only thing is though, you do still need traditional guards. So I actually think. He does. He definitely does need a running mate. He's not like a, he's not a franchise superstar person that will drive the whole team. But you can definitely pair him with someone, and ideally, that's meant to be Murray. So, so I'm saying, yeah. Uh, I think I think his best. I think his best. I, so what we we're seeing Jokic put up monster triple doubles now, and he's averaging one. He's when he's at his best, he's not scoring like thirty points. I don't think he wants to do that. He needs Murray to do that. So Murray should accept this role of just being like a just gun gun ho. Let me fill up my sheets with buckets and just attack, 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 and let Jokic facilitate. Let the other teams, other players on your team facilitate. Because um, I think that's when he gets his confidence. That's what we saw in the bubble when he's when he's cooking. But don't you think Jokic can be effect? You've seen the way he plays, Oli. I'll, I'll bring you in here as well. Yeah. So you you told you. Don't you think, like, you've seen the way Jokic plays. Do you not think he can still be effective just bringing his usage rate down a little bit? His usage rate is over 30%, which is which is high. That's, like, superstar guard-type territory. Um, James Harden's usage rate was about 31% last year, um, and Russell Westbrook's was higher. So he's the ball's in his hand a lot. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think maybe... This is just my obviously my individual opinion. I think they would benefit from getting Murray more involved. Yeah, I think I, I don't necessarily agree with taking the ball out of Jokic's hands. I think he's you know he's he's their point center basically, as, as sort of Toby alluded to. Like Jamal Murray is not not the point guard. So um, I think obviously Jamal Murray has got. I think he has got to step up in the sense of take take control of games a bit more like he was when when he was in the bubble but yeah, i think yeah. there are there are it can't simply just be Jokic and murray they've got well i think someone who's someone who has stepped up a bit more who's getting a lot more minutes is michael porter jr as well i think he's averaging about 19 points a game but he i think he's only paid three or four games yeah the yeah. And they've got other, you know, like Gary Harris, Jamichael Green, who I loved him at the Clippers, but hasn't really sort of been performing. I mean, you know, both of them, you know, no no one else is sort of putting up half decent numbers. So in that respect, I don't, like you said, Murray's been efficient, but he needs to, he, he needs to be shooting more, basically. Just yeah. to put in, into, you know, into layman's terms, just shoot more. Yeah, literally, literally. They need to just, just switch up, get, get more W's under the belt, but... Yeah, man, we'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how it works out. Question, yeah, if my dream trade happened and we brought Jokic and Harden together, Joker X Beard, as I call him, them, um, would 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 um Jokic be the best teammate Harden's ever played with? Yes or no? 
No. Oh, no. Saying no. So you're going to give it to what, Ross? KD. KD at that time. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they got to the finals. I suppose. Yeah, I just think he was a problem as well then. Um, so I think it's still KD. But Jokic is up there. Jokic is up there. I'd say I'd say KD then Jokic. What do you reckon, Oli? Yeah, K- yeah, KD first first name in my head. Um, Jokic potentially if we had a different version of Harden on the Nuggets, <laughs> but <laughs> if, if we had the OKC Harden, uh, what as a six man? Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the last se- the last season we was at OKC. You know, he was he was a he cut into the rim, actually spotting up instead of setting up ISO plays 99 times out of 100. So if they, if Harden was, the, the, if he did go to the Nuggets and he was willing to adapt his game, not not massively, just slightly, then you, I think the Nuggets could be massively a problem. Do I think that he's going to do that? No, I don't. He's had, <laughs> he's had, he's had Dwight, he had like a pro, nearly a prime Dwight Howard, well not a prime Dwight Howard, but yeah, yeah, Dwight yeah. Howard, Carmelo. He had the, Freaking point god on his team. Yeah, Toby, this is what I was going to ask you. You you taking Jokic or Chris Paul? It sounds controversial. You know, you know what? It's closer than you think. So in my head, my my in, my initial reaction is uh, just to say Jokic, but it's like one of the most relived things, like how the Rockets were this close to going to the uh, NBA Finals if yeah, yeah. Chris Paul didn't pull his hammy or get yeah. into it. Like the balance, they hate the thing is they hated each other. <laughs> it was horrible. Like the team came and she wasn't there. But when it came to just pure basketball, the the styles meshed and they were built for playoff and they were like good kryptonite to the um to the Golden State Warriors. So I don't know, you know, like they always forget that man. They really like, could have won. They really like, could have won the series. Like they could have yeah. run it, but they should have run it back. They should have run it back. I think that's one thing. More warriors like ah, oh, damn it, I, I pulled the trigger too much. Harden doesn't like running it back. I don't know what the guy's problem is. He keeps doing this. He keeps being like hat, hat, in and out. Whatever, whatever. Okay, let's move forward, and we'll do our team of the week. Let's let's do our team of the week. Who's on team of the week this week? Someone tell me. Yes, it's T squared Tobes. Team of the week. I think that's it. I think this is an interesting one. I think probably Mavs contenders, surely. The Mavs are up there. Um who else? Who else was on a nice streak? Um I'm pretty sure Boston were Boston were on a nice streak, no? Um Kato, who 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 are contenders? Uh I think um Utah been on a nice little run. Um, you know, won three games. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, um, people forget that they're in the Western Conference. Um, yeah, highly competitive there as well. So, um, and also they, they they do things. They haven't got a bona fide star. Um, and they no, do, I do Mitchell, but I get you. I do yeah, get. Yeah, you. but you know what I mean. They don't. He's he's very very good. Um, and I just think it just again it just goes to show that you know Quinn Snyder down there he's prodding along the the, the team, he knows they know how to grind that wins and I think that's that's um that's the most important thing in this league as well especially in that tough Western Conference man you know hold they're very much holding their own yeah agreed agreed um Ollie team who are the, who are the contenders who's your contender pains for me to say this but the Lakers 
Um, <laughs> they've won. Uh, they've, I think that you know they had, obviously they lost uh, the other day. Well, not the other day. They lost you know, against was it against the Spurs? But I think they've won seven out of eight games. So you know, quite, quite convincingly, quite quite convincingly, it seems like they're they've got another a gear or two to to go in. Um, so yeah, I think they've from they had a couple of blips, Clippers, but um, yeah. <laughs> No, not too bad since then. Right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Now, Toes, what do you want? You want 21 seconds? You want Who wants to be a millionaire? Do you want countdown? Those are the three ones I've got available for you. Give me a countdown, please. Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh, you're confident. You're ready. I love it. I love the sauce. Oh. Jeez, yeah, you're confident. You're ready. I love the sauce. Ready? Yeah, lay on me. Rock and roller. All made great points. Love the Lakers shout. Love the Boston shout. They've been cooking and comfortable. But I've got to go with the Buzz City boys. That's right, the Hornets. Show them love. Show them love. Respect. They've, they've been on a tear. Four-game win streak. Uh, they they all know their roles, right? I love it. Um, they've got great balance. They've got a great mix. Hayward stepped up. And they're looking real, real slick. Uh, nice. Good schedule coming up. So let's look forward to that. Okay, Tobe, so you've gone for the Charlotte Hornets. I knew we would chat about them, and I knew we'd chat about them because of LaMelo, and, you know, he was. we, we were all kind of big baller brand sort of fans-ish back in the day, two, three years ago. So I knew we would talk about them this season, but I did not at any point think they'd actually be even remotely relevant. How far do you reckon they can go? Where are they at the moment? The sixth? In the the sixth seed, yeah, sixth seed. Um I was just looking at their upcoming schedules. Um, I would only think they're quaking in their boots. They've got uh, Dallas next year. Toronto, horrible rut, back-to-back. Washington, Bulls, and then Magic back-to-back, uh, who are plummeting like crazy. So they're pretty thinking, they're riding a high. Uh, I love what we're seeing from Gordon Hayward, you know? Yeah, he's been... Uh, the guy's been sneaky good, man. Like, he's really leading that team well coming out shooting on fire he's dropped like 33 points dropped a career high the other day too um so he's he's assumed that role as um uh, as the leader and scorer and, and the thing is he, he's doing it in a really nice way you know he's bounced back from some injuries he's not explosive explosive it's to the not at all it's weird so he to watch. Just, he's he's kind of, i hate to, he's not like he obviously he's not on lebron's level but they both play like no rush big body like his frame's big you know like Gordon Hayward's quite him so it's nice. We've got to obviously we'll get to like Lamelo and everything he's doing. Love it, Ricky. The year pick for for me and some of you guys. So you love to see what he's developing. Uh, youngest triple double uh, in the history of the NBA. So he he's he's great. And one of the things coming into the league, you like uh, you hear a lot of hype. The guy's six for eight, yeah, and he, you can tell, right? Jesus, Jesus, Lamelo, Lamelo ball because he the passes he throws, which are all like lovely, make highlights. He throws over guards. So that to throw a ball over the guard, it's kind of like NFL, right? It's yeah, about, yeah. Can the quarterback throw over the defense? He's tall, man. Like That's why he's he's leading their team in rebounds. We <laughs> were seven. So uh, I think he's going to knock on the door. He's going to probably overtake, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Oli mentioned before, Devontae Graham. He's, he's been playing trash. Uh, <laughs> I think he should start soon. And um, there's a lovely balance and to that team right now. Terry Rozier as well. He's playing six. So. Yeah, team of the week. Give credit where his credit's due. MJ, whack out the cigars. They're going to the playoffs. 
I'm kidding. It's too early. It's too early. <laughs> I, I, I was literally about to ask that, like, that question, Kado. But these boys surely can't be going to the playoffs, are they? Oh, you know what? If if Lem- if Lemelo uh, gets inserted into the starting lineup, they've got a shot. I really do think they've got a shot. Oh, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. You know, um, if you think that. Who are they competing against, really, for that sort of what, what that sort of seven, eight seed? Yeah, I'm looking now. Like, you know, they're better than the Knicks. Yeah, I, I'm still expect- I, I just think I just think that Toronto are nowhere to be found either, as well. Scary. So I think, that, so I think obviously chess is very, very early, and but I'm, I'm, I'm I, I think they'll be there or thereabouts, shouting for the eighth seed, and I think that'd be a very good season for them as well. And it's playing tournament this year, isn't it? So you need to make top ten. Yeah, exactly. So, and anything could happen, really. So, um, and there'll be a tough out as well. I think there'll be uh, a tough out. Oh, that'll be that'll be nice. That that that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Um, I think that I think that naturally flows onto talking about Lamelo Ball. We'll talk. Yeah. So Lamelo, he had a he had a good week. He he beat his brother, um, Lonzo. The Pelicans been a little bit disappointing. We can talk about that another time. But he beat them, and he showed out. That's the thing. Lonzo, as usual, this looked a bit passive. Good player, but just so, so passive. Um, and he showed out, and then he was became the youngest player to drop a triple-double in the NBA. That's crazy. Yeah, Le- mate. I, I, at the beginning, um, you know, I was, bit, I was quite critical when he came into the league, but... Oh mate, he's been he's been he's been showing and showing his worth worth in the league. Um, like I, I he's he's so he's so confident. Um, I think one of these mm-hmm. things where it's where it's pass first as well. It's it's like become quite in, infectious on the team because like especially with having uh, Gordon Hayward who was always a you know pass pass first uh, forward who right. you know I have I have to give props mm-hmm. to Hayward as well. He's been he's looking like uh, Utah. Hayward at the moment yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and looking value for money kind of at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think one of the the, what, the main points you said between um, Lamelo and Lonzo, both both very similar. You know, long guards, pass first. Um, you know, generally can stuff um, the rest of the stats, rebounds, assists, steals, etc. But Lamelo is someone who's super confident at the moment, maybe even overconfident. Yeah. And Alonso is just on the complete other end of the spectrum. Just looks like he would kind of shine away. And you know, there's nights where he can put up a triple double, but he's he's a lot of his, he's getting a lot of triple triple singles at the moment. So <laughs> he's on that, that triple. I love that phrase, triple single. Tobes, I mean, obviously you've been you've been high on the the Hornets this this week. What do you reckon of Lamelo? What do you, if you had to say the one thing you see that just you think, wow, okay, he's got something. <clears throat> so I think uh, what it is is. You can see he's a great passer of the ball. He's got a gift. Like he's got basketball IQ. Uh, one of the things I love this uh, this recent game. Uh, what was it after he uh, grabbed so many rebounds? They were like, "Why are you so good at rebound?" He's like, oh, "I played a lot of 21 growing up." You know what I mean? Like he's always been used to playing with older kids, so he's used to like hustling against his brothers, playing with bigger men. So, and he's using that body. And I think he's actually going to fill out more. On his yeah, range. So the, yeah, the guy's going to be quite a strong point guard um 
and like he's got the vision to to throw the ball and stuff like that so i think it's quite amazing um the one thing that concerns you is the shooting so like at least from sample size right but the thing is that 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 i think counters that concern is he's not afraid to shoot and the mechanics are there so this isn't a ben simmons situation where if you look at them they're quite the same in terms of they're both great passes the ball all right simmons is a better defender but lamello is not horrible at defending he can defend um and but you do see him, he has those outbursts. He does have good shooting games. So you do think like going forward, he he's going to be um, could be a pretty good complete point guard. And uh, the Hornets might have been a good fit for them in the end. You know, for him to take over the keys eventually and run that team. Yeah, I'm impressed, mate. I'm 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 impressed with him. I I, I like what I'm seeing. I'm I'm and I'm really happy for him in general. I'm just happy that he's kind of doing all right. Karim, what do you reckon? Um, I'm not going to ask you. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Karim, what do you what do you reckon? You you're you're quite academic with a lot of your sports and and basketball particularly. What I noticed about Lamelo is kind of the intangibles. I'm sure you boys agree if you've watched him play once or twice or the extended highlights, he's got like a feel for the game. I know like it's kind of sounds airy fairy, but you can see like the way he hands the ball off, his passing, his movement. He's actually quite a nice mover off the ball. Do you think he's I mean, sorry. Yeah, so he's quite a good move off the ball. But as you were, as you alluded to a couple of pods ago, this is in the context of a rookie class that's so-so. Would you say he's been a bit overrated, or do you think he's rated just about right, or do you see him potentially big things for him? No, no, I, I do see big things for him. And even in, in the context of the rookie class, um, I think that he would have given any any class uh, a good a good matchup in relation to the luxury picks um i actually think that his intangibles are due to his, his success in other leagues so yeah, when, he went to, when he went to europe um, and he went to australia did him a world of good i think when you go to europe especially that the style of play there where it's you know uh, give up a good shot to get a great shot the ball movement um it swings from um swings in the perimeter quite a lot so I think he's been taught, you know, that number one, it's a, you need to be, a, you need to be, you need to pass first. And I think that yeah. um, the ball movement um, has to has to be um, is key. So I really do think he's showing that uh, he's been taught well, um, and I think he's been groomed um, very well. And he's yeah, he's really he's I think not him him not going to college has rounded his game out a lot back a lot more. He doesn't necessarily rely on his athleticism. Um, yeah, I agree with that. He, he just looks like he's been playing basketball his whole yeah, life. I know yeah, it's just exactly. that generic, but it looks that way. Yeah, very much so. And he, and he doesn't have many flaws. I think he's got... He, I, can't really expl- I, can't, <laughs> I can't really explain it, but he's very very well-rounded. No, no, it, was, it really wasn't. Um, um, he seems like he's very well-rounded. And I think that, as, as, as Toby alluded to, that the, I think the confidence comes from the fact that he knows he's good um so and he knows he's got range so when he needs to find that shot when they when he needs to he can turn it on but i'm glad that he's got that kind of um kind of pass first mentality but he knows that he can be deadly from free when he wants to be um not, but not yet not yet but you know he's 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 getting there you know i think the last couple of games he shot three for 13 nine to thir- um sorry from two to two from two to six three to five one to five so i think um, his three-point shooting is only going to get better, so I think he's going to be—he's going to be a real problem. It's going to be a real problem. 
hopefully Charlotte can keep hold of him. That's what I would say. I think that'd be amazing for the league as well. So uh, let's just see what happens, really. No, we'll see. We'll see. So, so there we are. There we are. There we are. The mellow ball. I, I'm, I'm happy that he's been half decent, and I, I want to see more from him. You know what I mean? I want to see a lot more from him. All right. Okay. We're going to finish now with something we call the best league in the world, where we compare the NBA to the Premier League. Just discuss some similarities and differences. Now, today, um, we, we spoke about this earlier in the week, and Tobes had this idea of talking through a starting five of world footballers. I'll let Toby explain it, and then we'll go through it. What? what, what? Oh, I, see, I see breaking news from Ollie here. What's going on here? Oh, snap. What, 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 what? He's acquiring oh, James Harden. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. What the hell? Well, uh, so that they, must have, they must have heard me. Oh, my Wait, what, 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 I've got it here. I've got it here. I've got it here. Oh, my goodness. Brooklyn's acquiring James Harden in a free way deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> the Cavs going into this. Karis Levert. Okay. Dante Exum. Uh, Rodion Kuruks and four first round picks, including Cavs 2020 uh, via the Bucks and Net. And four Nets pick swaps to Rockets, uh, Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince. What? Cavs. What? That's a that's <laughs> a terrible deal. That is uh, interesting. That is one of the worst deals I've ever heard. Of. So okay, so let's let's break. Let's okay, okay. Oh my, I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling stressed. Okay. We love it. We okay. love the NBA. Actually okay, got, so let, got let me just okay, let okay. Me someone just, someone yeah. else lead this. Someone else host for me. I just need a minute. I'm putting myself on mute. Let me just <laughs> let me just repeat it. So so this is report from Woj, our our Lord and Saviour. Um Brooklyn's, <laughs> Brooklyn's acquiring James Harden okay. in a free well deal, including the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. He would have bought, I, I, I had an idea that maybe a free teams. Cavs would never have of Shun. So, so Karis Levert, Dante Exum, uh, Kuruks, and four first round picks. Go to. Including Cavs 2020 via, uh, via the Bucks. Uh, so they, um, yeah, they will go to the Rockets uh, and then four Nets, uh, and then it said via the Bucks, and then four Nets pick swaps to Rockets. Jarrett Allen, Torian Prince to Cavs. I'm a little bit confused how that's all sort of going to work. <laughs> what? So, okay, so ultimately, the the Brooklyn Nets have lost Karis LeVert, yeah? And they've lost Jarrett Allen. Yes. yes. This is what you're saying? Yeah. And, well, yeah, they would have lost, uh, yeah, they would have lost Kuruk, uh, Kuruks as well. Who, who's, who, is, who is this Kuru? <laughs> Kuruks, Kuruks is not. Kuruks is, he's is nice. Is decent? I, I had heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> a role player, man. Definition of role player. But, yeah. So yeah, wait. So yeah, Nets get James Harden, Rockets get Karis Levert, Dante Exum, Kuruks, four first round picks and four pick swaps, uh, and Cavs get yeah, Jarrett Allen, Torian Prince. That's a that is a lot. Is it? So how many picks is Rock the Rock? Rockets, the Rockets get four, and they've swapped. I think they 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 would have swapped four picks as well for. Oh, so they essentially get eight. Because who, who are get. the pick swaps with? With um, Cavs? With the, the Cavs, yeah. <laughs> My God, so they've basically got eight because they're going to be decent picks. So Rockets got, yeah, so 
And what? Yeah, and why did why did the Cavs the... do the steal? Sorry. Why did the Cavs do the steal? I think it's uh, it must have been due to cap space on who and how much wage can be taken on. So Jarrett Allen and, and Andre Drummond, they've got so like the ultimate so front court. The, the, the Nets have basically <laughs> skinned their team alive. <laughs> I, I, just, I think they've just broken their future for James Harden. Let's yeah. just put that out there. <laughs> again, again. Again, yeah. Again. No, not this again, you know. <laughs> Imagine the scenes, man. Imagine. I'm baffed right now. I would be interested to oh, see if this team plays. Well, if Kyrie, it, it might not even matter if Kyrie, it might just be harder than KD. <laughs> Kyrie might not come back. He should have yeah, just straight yeah, up yeah, traded yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie yeah, just me uh, Mate, listen, I'm changing my pick for sixth man of the year to Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I mean, okay, so right, okay, let's cut, let's just cut through it. Oh, mate, I'm actually stressed. We've been talking for almost two hours, but this, I, I feel like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel, I feel issues. Sorry, oh, I don't oh. think we're done. Though. Oh, don't do yeah, this to I me, think, Toby. I think it's going to be another team in it. Yeah, Shams, Shams is tweeting, mate. Shams is tweeting. Indiana Pacers might be moving Oladipo to the Rockets for a package oh, around Karis. Oh. Mate, there's all shit. This is why we love the NBA. It's not, that's not confirmed, but Shams is cheating. Shams Taranio is normally pretty decent. Yeah, no, Sham, Shams, and, Shams and Woj know each other, aren't they? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Toby, oh my God. So Toby, what are you saying now, bro? I mean, I'm scrambled. I'm scrambled. Like, I, what I the didn't realise how so quick it was going to be. No, but, no, but yeah. Toby, so you're saying, no, you're saying Victor Oladipo's going where? Oh, no, no, no not, not confirmed, not confirmed. No, but, but you potentially... Are moving to try and make, to get, uh, send Oladipo to the Rockets in a package that would bring Karis Levert back to them. So basically Levert to the Pacers and Rockets get Oladipo. It's so confusing, it's interesting. It's, it's like this I is. A, I need a stiff drink, man. <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I, I need yeah, yeah. Shams in Rockets acquiring Caris uh, Levert in James Hard deal for Brooklyn and sending Levert to Indiana to acquire Oladipo. Victor Oladipo in addition to the four first round picks and four draft pick swap sources. This is on a madness. This is on a bro. Okay, listen. We've done this. We need. Let's do a little. Let's do a mini call tomorrow. Let's just break this down. Let's just chop this up. Let's just do an yeah, IG live or something. To, let, let it, we actually have to or something. Oh yeah, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take half of it. Okay, look, tell your missus that, you know, <laughs> emergency summit at a hoop call because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> uh, very enjoyable. Uh, honestly, basketball, I can't... Imagine, you know, we'll have to do the best league in the world about um, trades as well yeah, because it, yeah, imagine if it's, it's, yeah because Woj just come out the Rockets are expanding the deal to send Karis Levert to the paces for Oladipo so but I don't I, I don't I think I, yeah we can I mean we'll talk more about it but I'm, uh, a hint of it they maybe thinks that Oladipo with the injury maybe they're thinking he's, he's playing well he's been playing well this season well but Karis Levert from what you've seen, like like K dot will keep ringing his bell. You might be thinking that he may not be six man anymore. Though, so. yeah, <laughs> it's kind of we got the we got the awards. My little, my little thing. So we got I the awards show I, I next week. So. Six man, so he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump on the Jordan Clarkson train. He's here now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's doing really well. At the moment. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Okay, let's just okay, let's just let me let me let me let me, let me do my job. Okay, right. <laughs> Woosah. Everyone take a little woosah. 
Now, breaking news reported from Shams NBA and Adrian Wojnarowski, which means it's, it's literally gospel. If he's, the moment he says it, it's gospel. Krim, he must have the most credibility of any sports writer that you've ever seen. 100%. Uh, he, I think probably in my lifetime, really. The it, fact that he has so many sources and he's always on the button. There isn't any, there isn't any hint of... He was wrong, or nah, never. Like he's never even he's been never, close to yeah, wrong. Never. Um, I think that, and that's, and that, and that goes to show that he's, he's, he's credible, and he's brought up a lot of contacts over the years. That a, he's, a, he's, he's got a, a, um, a phrase named after him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, the, when the trade drops, and the fact that he just the accuracy year after year after year, and the consistency that he that, that he um, always turns out is so, absolutely. So, listeners, follow Adrian Wojnarowski. On Twitter, on IG, if you want the latest accurate news on the NBA, um, we'll put a, we'll put a link somewhere. Um, anyway, okay, let's just summarize. So, <laughs> James Harden has been traded. Free Harden has happened. Someone, one of you guys, up up late, update the IG man. Just put it on put it on the story. Don't know if you've done it already. Yeah, he has gone to the Brooklyn Nets. So there's a big free in Brooklyn. Brooklyn stand up. Um. Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are a trio. They've lost Karis Levert. They've lost Jarrett Allen. Those are kind of the significant losses from Brooklyn. Um, And they're just going to have to make do without that. So that'll be interesting. The Cavaliers are in some way involved. We're, we're, We're waiting for confirmation as to what the Cavaliers are doing. But the, all I know is that they've they've ended up with Jarrett Allen, haven't they? Yeah, and Torian Prince. And Torian Prince. And um, some picks have gone either way. So the Cavs are involved in some way. Karis Levert has gone to Brooklyn and then been traded to the Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo. So Karis Levert is an Indiana Pacer. And Victor Oladipo is a Houston Rocket. So we move. We move. That's, that's, that's how it is. I'll be very interested to see how this plays out. Um, I think, as usual, the losers in this situation are the New York Knicks. Um, (laughs) 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 This is just horrible for them. Like, what they cannot catch a break. (laughs) What they're really involved in that organization and just looking over at Brooklyn, like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like Brooklyn Brooklyn has built themselves up tore themselves down and built themselves back up Brooklyn have had two big threes since since the Knicks have been relevant <laughs> Kevin Garnett I mean, all, all the big three are pundits now yeah all the original big three are pundits yeah, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> get paid by other people and the New York Knicks are still not relevant and Brooklyn are, Brooklyn are doing this they called that place the Mecca of bars. Oh, you know, I mean, straight up Islamophobia. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Um, I have a question for I, I need... have a question for for you guys, actually. Yeah, go for it. Go um, for it. Just because of the haul that um, th- that the Nets gave up, do you think this added, adds an, another element of pressure on, say, Sean Marks and Steve Nash? Because I would assume that you know the the reason why the Nets or the New Jersey Nets um, and slash the Brooklyn Nets weren't relevant for a long time was because of the they mortgaged a farm um, 
or Paul Pierce, right? Um, Paul Pierce, KG. So do you think that adds another um, situation? No, okay. uh, another element of complexity? I want to go first on this. Because you know me, I'm I'm anti potential. It's now, it's now, 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 now. I'm I love this. I love this. Danny Ainge should be there. Like, mm, mm, because you know what I mean. You've got James Harden. You got Kyrie Irving. You got KD. How much more? What pressure are you under? You've done everything you can for your team. Sean Marks and all them ones. There's no pressure now. The pressure's on the players. Get this done. You guys wanted to play together. Kyrie, you wanted to be in Brooklyn, yeah? KD, you were a free agent. You wanted to be in Brooklyn. James Harden, you sulked your way out. You wanted to go to Brooklyn. You said you wanted to go to Brooklyn. There's no pressure on Sean Marks. There's no pressure on Steve Nash whatsoever. The pressure's on the players. If all these guys who sulked, who sulked and sulked and sulked in their previous establishments, yeah? Yeah, if all these guys who sulked and sulked and sulked in their previous establishments, KD sulked, yes? Kyrie sulked, yeah? Um, James Harden sulk, yeah, correct. Tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. Now's their time. Now's their chance. Where, where's the pressure on the coaching? Don't know what you guys think of this trade, but that, that's my that's my initial take. No more excuses now. They got to win it. They got to win it this year. I mean, they don't have to win it this year. They got a few years to win it. They'll probably win it the next two or three. But you know what I mean? Yeah, agreed. This is it. This is it now. <laughs> an insane trio uh, i don't know how it works uh <laughs> but that's something steve nash deals with later right you've got three insane talented players to be honest it's kind of interesting don't know what it like <laughs> maybe nets think it's a, a fail safe for Kyrie. you know he's now expendable yeah i mean he's fully expendable now you could you could now flip Kyrie back into your future exactly next year or year after if he just, if he just nonces about and be, be, plays dummy for the rest of the season just just ax him and let, let KD and Harden do their thing hey, that's a brilliant take I'm gonna ask yeah let me let me ask K. and Ollie about this quickly um do you think that's in an even if it's five percent in the new um the the Brooklyn Nets thoughts that okay fine keep the big three together might not work out this season and then you've got an excuse to move on from Kyrie and yeah then, I think that's 40 percent in decision making I think that's a really I good take that, Tobes yeah, no, I think that it does make Curry expendable. Um, however, it, it'll just it, who would take him on? That's the yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. situation. Who Sacramento, would take isn't him it? On? <laughs> 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 yeah, he's got he's got a, you know he's got a nice contract as well. Like yeah. if he did, ever decided that he wants to play basketball again, he's got a long. <laughs> He still has trade value if he, has, if he does decide to strap up his boots. For, what but, would you give up for him? What would you give up for him if you were? Yeah, he's still, he's, some stage. Oh, <laughs> you lot, you lot, are not, you lot are not serious, bro. You lot are serious. I mean, I, I think he, would, I think Kyrie would be a great option for like the Knicks, <laughs> like like an irrelevant team who just wants to sort of get more. He, he can have his own team then. Yeah, exactly. But you know, he ain't gonna. He ain't gonna actually be good anyway. But you could flip like you could flip him for a Bradley bit. You could flip him for someone. You know, you could flip him for most players. Like most teams, at least, will know Kyrie will sell jerseys. So you, yeah, it's, it's a really good point, Tobes. I like that a lot. Um, Ollie, any first reactions before we wrap up, we wrap this up and um, and have a, have an evening to think about it before a little emergency convention tomorrow. I'm just just shocked how quickly it all it all happened yeah, yeah, from yeah. Harden saying that his teammates are bums to 
uh, was Silas saying that he's not going to turn up to training than an hour later. He's, he's, the trade's been done. So right. it, it's what well, it seems like it's been building up for quite a while with if effectively four teams being involved with the Pacers, the Cavs, the Nets, and the Rockets. So well, I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see what, what, what happens. But yeah, well, win for the Nets. Crazy, so, isn't it? Sorry, Tag, what does this mean for like Philly? So you think that they just kind of were kind of happy with their lot and just thought, you know what, we are really, really high on Ben Simmons. We don't really want to give him up. Um, because they could have got the deal over the line, I'm assuming, based on the the, the, the talk that the, the talks that they had. So, do you think that this was more Philly uh, um, not wanting to uh, give up Simmons or the pieces, or do you think it was more to do with the fact that it was where Harden wanted to go? Uh... I'm guessing it would have been a combo of the two from my side. So I think, I think, I think, I think Harden's probably had a preference to go team up with KD. Um, mm. Not so much Kyrie, but KD specifically, because he's more of an assured thing than Embiid, right? I think system fit was there. I think it was there. Um, but uh, like you say, maybe to make the deals work, the, the pieces that are involved and to, not keep hard and sweet, but at least appease him. Uh, this is this was all the combo that needed. Um, honestly, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Probably have to t- have to simmer on it, sit down, yeah, digest it, see what what's what's circling right around the web, and then yeah, read some athletic and you know see see what the the takes are and help it form some sort of ideal thoughts. Apparently, KD's out for four games. Why? COVID. Uh, Contact tracing. Oh, again, like this is getting ridiculous. Again, again, <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Um, that's pretty much. That's like there's only I think there's only been like two or three players that have actually caught it. I yeah, think I know the contact much, tracing rules are just <laughs> ridiculous. It's, just, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Um, that's like was even with with Seth the other day. He was he was sitting on the bench waiting for his results. <laughs> And then he was like, like, at some point during the game, he was like, oh, yeah, you've got COVID, by the way. Yeah, tell you, yeah it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's like, maybe wait for the results before <laughs> sitting on the bench. Is what it is. Is what it is. Um, right, yeah, honestly, I love this game, but it, it stresses me out. It just, it's just so interesting, man, isn't it? It's just so interesting how it all works out, how the game's all played and... Well, yeah, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how it goes. I think Brooklyn are probably the favourites now, in my view, um, just because it's a star-powered league and you've just got so many stars. With that having been said, I reckon Karim will disagree. At least Karim will disagree with me on that. I know you, as I said, you're, you're a professor when it comes to these things. There are big questions to ask: um, how the three are going to fit. Um, let's talk about that tomorrow. Let's talk about. Let's talk about tomorrow. Let's just let's just sleep on it and chat about tomorrow. Um, yeah, we'll be live on we'll be live on the IG and Twitter. We'll be we'll be giving our thoughts. I'll try and get this uploaded as soon as. Um, but yeah, let's 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 have a chat tomorrow. Let's everyone have a think about it, and we go from there. Uh, our best league, our best league in the world segment um, that's been postponed for for good reason. <laughs> for good reason, this is this is real. We're living it right now, and um, 
We'll be we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back for that James Harden is on the brook. James Harden is in a big three. The excuses stop now. I I have been a big James Harden supporter, but the excuses stop now. You've got KD. That could be the best trio. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's talk about that tomorrow. But I want you guys to something to your thoughts on the, who, who's a better attacking trio. Steph, Clef, Steph, Clef, Steph, Steph, Clay, KD, or KD, Harden, Kyrie. I think that's very close. I, I don't see how this team. This is like juggernaut part two. Yeah, um, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that there are only seven active players in the NBA with a career usage rate of twenty nine percent. Three of them, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, now play on one team. <laughs> They're just gonna have to play with three players, man. It's weird that Kyrie's like the f- <laughs> it's weird that Kyrie's like the third best player on his team now. That's weird. That's really weird as well. So yeah, lots lot to take in. Okay, let's let's talk about this. let's talk about this. All right, I need to, I need to sit down. I need yeah. So so let me just drop the music, gents. It's been an oh playing two music on the way. So let's try that again, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's truly, truly been a pleasure. We'll chat soon. You've been listening to the Hoop Call. You'll hear from us very soon. <laughs>